Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Shabbat Shalom. Welcome to Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue. It's great to see you here. Let's stand together and begin this time of worship today. Make a joyful noise, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Clap your hands. Come into his presence singing. He is our maker and our king. So enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. For the Lord he is able to be faithful through all our generations. To be faithful through all our situations. To be faithful through all our generations. Know ye the Lord. Congratulate someone standing near you. Let them know. Congratulations, you made it into 2024. I want to greet everyone who's joining us on live stream. We're honored that you would spend time with us today. And I want to encourage you to greet us in the comments section with a Shabbat Shalom and also let us know where you're watching from. And it's a great time also to share and to like on Facebook. That helps spread and share the good news with the people on Facebook. I want to thank everyone for your encouragements, for your notes, for your texts, your emails, your letters. We really appreciate your encouragement. Keep them coming. They mean so much to each other, to us and to everyone who gets encouraged. Let's welcome Cantor Aaron Jacobs, who's going to lead us in Hebrew prayers this morning in our Torah service. Shabbat shalom, everyone. All right. I've been coming to this temple, I don't know what, 19 years, Rabbi? And everybody who knows me knows I am not a huggy person. Last week we did something I liked. Get you awake. So, a holy high five. If you're next to someone, turn around to them, say you're glad to be here, glad to worship with them, and give them a holy high five. That, we, that way we avoid all that uncomfortable huggy stuff, and I only make a few exceptions for that. So, if you are ready to worship with me, please stand and we will start with the first of the formal blessings, the Baruchu. Yes, somebody's got it right out there. 
Bless the Lord, the Blessed One. Blessed is the Lord, the Blessed One, for all eternity. Barku et Adonai Hamborach. Baruch Adonai Hamborach. Le'olam Vahed. And as always, we continue with the blessing of Messiah. And this is where we thank God for giving us the way of salvation through his precious atoning sacrifice. Please join me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us the way of salvation in Messiah Yeshua. Amen. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Natan Lano Ederech HaYeshua BeMashiach Yeshua Amen. And we continue with the Vishamru. As you all know, it is the scriptural basis why we gather to worship together on this day of the week. The children of Israel shall keep the Shabbat, observing it throughout their generations as an everlasting covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Shabbat to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, saith the Lord. challenged. Now take a moment to calm yourself 
And consider the Shema. It is a very old prayer. Often the first prayer that a young Jewish person learns. It means to listen, to hear, reflect on the oneness of our God. Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malchuto Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed is the name of his glorious kingdom for all eternity. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might, and have these words which I command you this day be upon your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you retire, and when you arise. And you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand, and let them be frontlets between your eyes, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and upon your gates. I like it. A few of you started even before me. That is the single most important commandment. It is how you grow your personal relationship, and each of you have one, with our God. How we demonstrate that relationship, demonstrate God's love to those around us, Yeshua gives us the second most important commandment. And please join me. And you should love your neighbor as yourself, which is sometimes hard to do, depending on your neighbor. We will now continue with the Avot. Please join me. Blessed are you, Lord our God, and God of our Father. God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob, the great, mighty, and awesome God, the most high God, who bestows grace and creates all, 
and remembers the kindnesses of the fathers and brings a redeemer to their children's children for his name's sake with love. O King, Helper, Savior, and Shield, blessed are you, O Lord, Shield of Abraham. Continue with a very beautiful Gibberah. As you pray these words, please take them to heart and listen to what you are saying carefully. It is beautiful. You, O oh Lord, are mighty forever. You raise the dead. You are mighty to save. You sustain the living with grace. Resurrect the dead with abundant mercy. Uphold the falling. Heal the sick, set free those in bondage, and keep faith with those that sleep in the dust. Who is like you, master of mighty deeds? And who can compare to you, king, who causes death and restores life and makes salvation sprout? And you are faithful to resurrect the dead. Blessed are you, O Lord, who resurrects the dead.
sing the Torah out of the ark and join me for the Ein Kamocha. There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, and there is nothing like your works. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion is throughout all generations. The Lord reigns. The Lord has reigned. The Lord will reign forever and ever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. By touching a tallit, a scarf, a Bible, a sword, and the covering of the Torah, and then touch that which has touched the covering to our lips, to demonstrate to ourselves and all around us that we know that the Word of God is sweet like honey for our lips and is healing to our very bones, our souls. Now, if you are, as I say, young at heart, and can maintain forward motion. It looks like we mostly have young people, the older people. As long as you can move forward, you're free to join them. It's not just a young people's thing. Then you can follow with your feet as we pray the Torah throughout the sanctuary. If not, it is also our custom to follow the Torah throughout the sanctuary with our eyes. We do this as a sign of respect for this great gift from God. So now I invite you all, please come to the aisles and let us greet the Torah together. When the ark would travel, Moses would say, Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered, and let them that hate you flee from you. For from Zion will go forth the Torah, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Blessed be he who in his holiness gave the Torah to his people, Israel. So
Is that a yes? Uh, it's on there now. Okay, I got it now. All right. I can't hear inside your head, so you actually have to verbalize answers to those questions. So, um, we've, we're starting into the Exodus. We finished Genesis, which gives us the origins of the world and a family that walked with God. Now, we move into the origins of the Jewish people as a nation. The first couple of verses here, or uh, chapters that we had to read, actually are full of lots of good stuff. Now, usually I give a question, sort of, and sort of an answer, and then I see if you agree later on. You can tell me what you agree or disagree with over an Oneg. But I decided to do something a little different this time, and I'm just going to ask a couple of questions that I hope you will ruminate on. And the first one is actually for the ladies. The burning bush. We are introduced to the burning bush and the idea, the concept of hallowed ground. Moses sees the burning bush. He approaches. God tells him to remove his sandals because he stands on hallowed ground. What makes ground hallowed? Now, God is omnipresent, but not all places are hallowed. So what makes ground hallowed? Hallowed. And the reason I ask the ladies is because sometimes they are very good at circles of relationships. Who's inside the circle and who's outside the circle. Remember back to your high school days or grade school days, they had the girls that grouped together. You were either in the circle or you were outside the circle. So you're very attuned to that. And that's why I ask this question. And is there a circumference to that circle? If Moses had said, look, Lord, the sand is pretty hot. I'd like to keep my sandals on. How about if I stand over here? Am I outside hallowed ground now? Can we talk this way? So for the ladies, what makes ground hallowed? For the men, I have one. And this comes from when Moses asked to let his people go, and Pharaoh says no. And after a couple of unfortunate circumstances or the outcome of that, Moses goes back to God and says, Oh Lord, why have you done this evil to this people? Why did you even send me? Now for you men, any of you who have worked in maybe a large company, if you didn't agree with something the CEO said, would you burst into his office and go, Hey, why did you do this evil to the company? Why are you even using me? Probably not. And the reason I'm asking the men is because they are usually or often very attuned to relational ladders. They are aware of who is above them, and they are aware of who is below them. And they usually like to try to move up the ladder so the view will change. But nobody laughed at that joke? Oh my God. My jokes are as bad as rabbis. Where is rabbi? So, anyway, so that one's for the men. And now, just a couple thoughts for all of you. When Moses asks and Pharaoh says no, he increases the effort of the Hebrews' labor. Why? Now, this question is important, and I would ask you to look in, uh, in chapters 5 to find the answer. There's a very specific reason, and it was not punishment. He wasn't mad at the Hebrew people. He might have been irritated with Moses. 
but not the Hebrew people. So why did he do it? And why that's important now is it because it relates to us today. It's not Pharaoh doing it to us. We do it to ourselves. We let society do it to us. But it's the same outcome, the outcome that Pharaoh was looking for. And you'll find that in chapter 5 and then apply that to your life to make sure you don't allow yourself to be caught in this trap or in this environment that Pharaoh was trying to create. And then the very last one I'd like to ask you all is uh, we know that at least two women, midwives, when they were told by Pharaoh, now the most powerful man that they probably knew, able to take their life or torture them in a heartbeat, he told them to kill the male offspring, and they did not. Now, when you read it, you'll realize that they sort of gave Pharaoh a baloney reason as to why they didn't. But we are told that they did it because they feared God. What or how did they fear? And that's important because when non-believers ask you or people who are new and they are confused, how can I believe in a God that is vengeful, angry, setting me up to fail and will punish me if I fail? Hell and damnation, you've heard the message before. But I don't think that's what is meant by feared God. That doesn't put us in an environment for a loving relationship. So I'd like you to look at those things and see what you come up with. All of them, if you realize or if you think about it, all of them are relational. I will now call up my readers. And I look forward to, actually, I, I look forward to your answers maybe next week or whenever you have time to think about them. Because uh, I think it's interesting stuff. A lot of good stuff in this readings. But my readers. Yamod Michael ben Levi la Torah. Tamod Miriam bar Avraham la Haftorah. Yamod Gabriel ben Avraham la Brit Hakarashah. Blessed one for all eternity. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has chosen us from all peoples and given us his Torah. Blessed are you, O Lord, giver of the Torah. Amen. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Our parsha is from Shemot, Exodus 3, 16-17. Lech 
ואספתה את סגני ישראל ואמרת עליכם אדוני אלוהי אבותיכם נראה אלי אלוהי אברהם יצחק ויעקב לאמור פקד פקוד פקדתי אתם ואת ועשו להם במצרים. ואומר אעלה אתם מעני מצרים אל ארץ הכנעני והאיטי והאמורי והפריצי והיבי והיבוצי אל ארץ צבת הלב ודבש. אמן. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov, appeared to me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. I have said I will bring you out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, to the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Parasites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. to a land flowing with milk and honey. Amen. And Am Israel Hai. Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us the Torah of truth and has planted eternal life in our midst. Blessed are you, O Lord, giver of the Torah. Will everyone please rise for the closing?
You may be seated. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who selected good prophets and was pleased with their words which were spoken truthfully. Blessed are you, O Lord, who chooses the Torah, your servant Moses, your people Israel, and prophets of truth and righteousness. Amen. Shabbat Shalom. Today's Haftar portion is from Isaiah 29, verse 23. Ma'ase Yade De Kebo Yak Disu Sami Disu Et Elohi Israel And in English. When his descendants see the work of my hands among them, they will consecrate my name. Yes, they will consecrate the Holy One of Yaakov and stand in awe of the God of Israel. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, 
rock of all eternities, faithful in all generations, the trustworthy God who says and does, who speaks and makes it come to pass, all of whose words are true and righteous. Faithful are you, O Lord our God, and faithful are your words, for not one word of yours is turned back unfulfilled. For you are a faithful and compassionate God and King. Blessed are you, O Lord, the God who is faithful in all his words. Amen. given us Messiah Yeshua and the commandments of the new covenant. Blessed are you, O Lord, giver of the new covenant. Amen. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Today's Brit Chadashah portion is from Acts chapter 7, verse 34. Ra'o ra'iti et ani amiasher vimet ra'im ve'et Na akatam shema eti vared lehatzilam veata leka veshe lehak mitraima. And in English, I have clearly seen how my people are being oppressed in Egypt, and I have heard their cry, and I have come down to rescue them, and now I will send you to Egypt. Amen. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, Asher natan lanu et evar haemet, Vehaye olam netab et ocheinu. Baruch atah Adonai, Notein habrit achadashah, Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us the word of truth and has planted life everlasting in our midst. Blessed are you, O Lord, giver of the new covenant. Will everyone please rise for the turn of the Torah to the ark and join me in this prayer. It is a tree of life to those who take hold of it, and those who support it are praiseworthy. Its ways are ways of pleasantness, and all its paths are peace. Bring us back, Lord, to you, and we shall come. Renew our days as of old. 
would say, return Adonai to the myriads of tens of thousands of Israel. Unocho Yomer, Shuva Adonai, Revot Alfei Israel. Amen. I hope you all do get in this. There's some real good nuances in the readings this week. And uh, Rabbi, you missed it when you were gone, but I know how it feels to be you. I said a joke, nobody laughed. Now, if everyone will please join me in thanking our readers. <laughs> and now we'll continue with worship with our music ministry.
are the mighty one, our shield and our defense, the one who rushes in and saves us from the foe. Thank you, Father. the holy name. We bless the holy name. Yeshua HaMashiach. Yeshua the Messiah. Given to Israel. Given through Israel. For the whole world. So that we may all be redeemed and restored to a relationship with our Father in Heaven. Thank you, Lord, that Yeshua was sent for us, that you sent your Son, fully God, fully man, to live among us and teach us. But not just that, to take the penalty of all of our sins, to carry the burden of our iniquities, our trespasses, our sickness, our disease, to carry that upon himself and pay the price by giving up his life for us. And then overcoming death and being raised back to life and ascending to heaven. Where now, Lord, now, Yeshua, you sit at the right hand of our Heavenly Father and you're interceding for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I want to tell you some, a little, a little uh, memory that came to my mind, and I've shared this years and years ago. When this young man here, Alex, who's 19 now, was about five years old, we were at um, my school. I was a teacher, and right next to my classroom was a bathroom, and Alex had to use the bathroom. So he leaves. It's after school. He runs into the bathroom, and I'm at my desk. And a couple minutes later, I hear pounding and screaming coming from the bathroom next door. And I was like, what is going on? And I go into the bathroom and I, I open the door. It's just, there wasn't even a latch. You just push the door open. I open the door and Alex has his back turned from the door that I was, the entrance to the bathroom. He has his door turned and there was a closet and he thought that that was the exit. <laughs> and it was locked. And he's standing and he's pounding on it. Let me out, help, daddy, daddy, let me out. And I was like, and I didn't want to scare him. So I said, Alex, Alex. And he's like, let me out, Alex. And he turns around and there's dad. And the door is wide open. He's just facing the wrong direction. <laughs> and so he calmed down, and we laughed a little bit about it. But I've never forgotten that. You know, I think that's a lot like us in life sometimes. We think we're trapped, but we're just facing the wrong direction. You know, we think we're trapped, but we're not really trapped. And the Lord is saying, Alex, <laughs> he's saying your name 
And when we can hear that and we can turn, we realize, you know what? It's okay. I'm safe. He's got this. It wasn't a him thing. It was a me thing, right? So as we continue in our time of worship, let's remember who we are. We're his children. He loves us. He'll never let us be trapped. He'll always provide a way out for us. And we just have to listen and turn to him. That's our role. So let's keep worshiping together. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes. Who comes in the name of the Lord? Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. Blessed is He who Oh, God. 
if you are in a place where you need healing from the Lord, any type of healing, we invite you to come forward and we're going to pray for you together. This can be physical healing for your body. It can be emotional healing. It can be healing for any type of wound. So you can please come forward. And if for some reason you can't, you're not able to come forward, the Lord knows your heart as well. And if you prefer, if you're not able to, then you can stay where you're at and we'll pray for you as well. But as you come forward, just open your hands to the Lord. Be ready to receive from him. This is an act of faith coming forward to the Lord, saying, Father, I need you. I need your healing touch. I need your healing touch. And Rabbi David will come and anoint you with oil. This is a biblical representation of the touch of the Holy Spirit, the touch of the Lord covering you. There's a sweet scent to that oil as well, which will remind you of the sweet presence of the Lord that fills your life. So if you need healing of any kind, we invite you to come forward. If you're in your seat and you need healing, you can turn your head to the Lord or raise a hand. Let's just take a moment and pray. And the music's so beautiful, we'll just keep that going. Thank you, Father. children who you love so much. Thank you, Lord, that you, you do not have a dysfunctional family. You are not a father that has shortcomings. Lord, you are perfect in every way, and you are a God who cares deeply for your children. You are a God who has the power to touch their lives, the power to heal them when they are sick. You're a God who has the power to restore them when they're broken. You're the God who has the power to bind up the hearts that are broken. And Lord, we ask for that healing touch now. We ask for that healing touch, Father. Lord, I pray for every broken bone. Pray for every broken bone in the name of Yeshua, that there would be healing. I pray for everything that's twisted and crooked inside of our bodies to be made straight and right in the name of Yeshua. I pray for every blood disease to be healed in the name of Yeshua. I pray for every disease that would affect the breathing, the lungs, the breathing in the name of Yeshua, every brain disease every mental disorder, every brain disease, anything affecting the mind, I pray healing in the name of the Lord. We believe you paid the price for our sickness and our sins, and you are the one who delivers healing to us because you are our deliverer. Lord, we thank you for your deliverance. Lord, we pray for those who've been traumatized even years and years ago, Lord, you are the one who restores our soul. And Lord, I pray that you would restore souls that have been traumatized. 
Father, I pray that your presence would come into the memories that are haunting people. I pray that your presence, Lord, that you'd reveal your presence in those traumatic memories. Father, where there's been a... When people, where people have been stuck, stuck in their healing, they've made some progress, they've come part of the way, and now there's been like the stalling out. It's like the engine stalled out, Lord. I pray now, this morning, that you would give a jump start, and I pray that you would restart what has stopped in the name of Yeshua. And I pray that there would be a mighty move of your Holy Spirit in our lives this year, this week, this day, right now, Lord, at this moment, I pray that there would be a mighty move of your Holy Spirit, that the things that have been stalled out would be woken up, turned on, moving, moved forward, progression, progress, progress, Lord, we thank you are not a people that stay stuck. We are a people who are led by your spirit forward. Kadima. Kadima. We are meant to move forward with you, Lord, and I pray that anyone who's stuck would be lifted out of that in the name of Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Father, I want to pray for the wallets in here as well, the bank accounts, the checking accounts. Lord, I pray that we would prosper because you have given seed to the sower. I pray, Lord, that you would guide us in being strengthened financially. And we thank you for that, Lord. Thank you that you are the one who gives seed to the sower. Lord, I break any poverty over this, this place in the name of Yeshua. Lord, you're a God that just, you want fullness for your children, restoration. And I pray for that full restoration in every area, Lord. And Father, you know all of the places deep down that are in our hearts that maybe, maybe I haven't prayed yet or specifically addressed. Lord, do it. Do it, Lord. Do it. Thank you, Lord, the God who moves, the God who sees us, who knows us, who takes action on our behalf. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to speak to something that some of you are needing to confront. It's something simple. It's what I understand is a yes but. When in your mind and in your heart you're thinking yes but and you use that to minimize what you really want God to do because you don't think that it's possible. The scriptures say that a double-minded person will not receive. And so there is a need to kick your yes buts out of your heart and your mind and to take a position, 
to take a position that you will say, yes, but the Lord is mighty. Yes, but the Lord is good. Yes, but the Lord is faithful. This may be, yes, but the Lord, the Lord, rather than the problem, the situation, the time that you faced is greater than the goodness of the Lord. It's so important not to be double-minded. It's so important not to waste your heart's effort in that. And if you recognize it, just say to the Lord, I'm trusting in you. And begin to talk to him and, and focus on and say, yes, Lord, I know you're good. I know you want to do great and mighty things. I know, I know, renew my hope, renew my strength, renew my courage. Lord, I pray in the name of Yeshua against every lying spirit that wants to steal and to plunder, that wants to rebuke, that wants to defeat simply through lies. And you have not given us such a spirit. You have given us the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. We thank you, Lord, for your grace is sufficient for us. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for reconciliation. Thank you for restoration. Thank you for the good, the hope, the future that you have planned for us, that you have organized even for us. And we thank you, Lord, for breakthroughs. We thank you, Lord, for progress. We thank you, Lord, for transitions. We thank you, Lord, that what is ahead is worth going for. Lord, I pray you would stir up in us the Spirit of God who is bold and mighty and who is fearless. and who leads us in paths of righteousness. I pray for those whose paths are not straight, that you would straighten out their paths in the name of Yeshua. Yes, and I want to um, lead us all, if this is you, a prayer of repentance for believing the lie of karma. Karma is against the word of the Lord. That if you do something, you will automatically have it paid back to you, just like, just like that. The law of the Lord is grace and mercy. And so I know I've said, oh, that's karma. And Lord, I repent for that. And if you need to repent for that too, just repent. Lord, we repent of believing in karma of believing that our actions are somehow so powerful that we can hold back your grace and your mercy. 
Lord, we don't want that. We repent of that. And we invite your grace and your mercy to come into our lives. Regardless of what we did, we pray for your grace and mercy to touch us. I think you can return to your seats now. I think you can. There's a part of me that's not sure, but I think you can. for Alex and Mari being with us today. Thank you, Lord, for Alex and Mari as they prepare to go back to school. Lord, bless them. Watch over them. Keep them. Let them be strong in you and in the power of your mind. Amen. Let's thank the Lord for our entire worship team. Thank you, Lord. We've got a lot to do today, and so we're going to fly pretty fast. This is the first Shabbat of the month, and so it's a time for the Shabbat school and the youth group to meet. And so I want to uh, say to the young people, thank you for coming this morning. Thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up, and thank you for going out. We love the young people, don't we? We also want to continue with a habit that we've been establishing to say Mourner's Scottish together in solidarity with the people in Israel who are mourning the loss of loved ones from October 7th and beyond. News continues to come back of those who passed away and those whose bodies were just found or parts of bodies, it's, it's really a tragic thing. I want to encourage you to pick up a siddur from one of the seat racks. Turn to page 62 and stand with me. There's this very powerful and wise Jewish tradition that during times of mourning we say Kaddish together and it's an affirmation of the goodness of the Lord. And we allow him to comfort us even in the valley of the shadow of death. Join me in the English on page 62. Magnified and sanctified be his great name in the world which he has created according to his will. May he establish his kingdom during your life and during your days and during the life of the whole house of Israel even swiftly and soon, and say, Amen. Let his great name be blessed forever and to all eternity. Blessed, praised, and glorified, exalted, extolled, and honored, magnified and lauded be the name of the Holy One. Blessed is he 
Though he be high above all the blessings and songs, praises and consolations which are uttered in the world, and say, Amen. May he who makes peace in his high places make peace upon us and upon all Israel, and say, Amen. Yitkadal v'yitkadash shemei rabah v'yalamad divrach hirute v'yamlich malchute v'chayechon uv'yomechon uv'chayedochol b'et Yisrael v'agala uv'yizman kari v'yimaru. Amen. Yehishmei rabah mevarach le'olam ulomei olmaya yitborach v'yishtabach v'yitpa'ar v'yitromam v'yitnaseh v'yithadar v'yitalev v'yitalol shemei dekodosho b'richu min kol birchata vashirata tushbachata v'nechamata damiran b'alama v'imaru. Amen. Oseh shalom b'imromav hu ya'aseh shalom aleinu v'al kol Yisrael v'imaru. Amen. We thank you, Lord, that you are a God of comfort. We thank you that you have promised to wipe away every tear and that in our affliction you're also afflicted. We pray for those who are mourning now in Israel that you would pour out your consolation and we lift up our people Israel and we ask, Lord, that this might be a time of favor, a time of tenderness, even in the midst of all this difficulty in the war and the pogrom of October 7th. We pray, Lord, that hearts would open towards you and cry out to you and look to you you are our Savior. You are our shield. You are our Redeemer. We pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Lord, we pray also for Rick Ray as he's recovering from the surgery last week and for Karen and the difficulty she's had with her leg and knee. We lift up John Dixon to you as he's recovering from knee replacement surgery. We lift up Stephen Rose, who's fighting bronchitis, and Steve Mowry, who needs healing, and we ask that you would pour out your healing in the name of Yeshua. We thank you for Tanya Siegler with us today in worship. It's so wonderful, and we pray that you would pour out wisdom upon her. We pray for her parents, that you would pour out shalom as they face difficult challenges about their health care and where they live. Pour out your grace and your favor. Lord, I lift up every family that's facing challenges right now, and I pray for your favor to be poured out, for your grace, for your courage, for your hope, and for faith to rise up in each of us in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Those of you who are participating on live stream, we appreciate you and we take you seriously. And so I encourage you, um, as you can enter in, when we're praying, you can pray as well. You can add your prayers in the comment section. Don't just think them. I'm speaking to the Facebook folk, to the YouTube folk and the podcast folk. Uh, a little more difficult for the podcast folk because they're going to hear it later. They're not on live. But I want to I tell you that you can add your prayers 
and your prayers of agreement in the comment section. And that is a way that you can join in. It's very practical and it's uh, very, very useful. We also want to pray for more Shabbat school teachers. And we like to pray with specificity. You know, if you just pray in general, you may never get an answer that you could recognize. So we're going to get real specific. Lord, we pray for one more teacher for each age group, four to six-year-olds, seven to nine-year-olds, 10 to 12-year-olds, so that we would have three teachers for the second Shabbat each month. And that way we could expand Shabbat school to the first three Shabbats of the month. And Lord, we pray and we thank you that you want us to invest in our young people. And so we're thanking you and we're looking to you, Lord. You stir up people during the times of your grace and your power that people would freely volunteer. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Brian Rose, for leading us in worship and also for the turn in the direction of praying for healing for people. Thank you for being sensitive and responsive as well. Hey, we're going to have an oneg today. After the service, we'll go over to the Shalom Center, and we are honoring Leroy and Ernestine Diem for their 59th anniversary. Congratulations. Congratulations to you. We're going we're gonna to eat and have a good time of fellowship and celebrate together. So make sure, even if you were one of those people who hustles to the parking lot, um, take a little detour <laughs> and come in and, and join us for a little bit of food and fun. Also want to invite the ushers to come forward to receive our tithes and our offerings. And I want to thank everyone for your continued generous financial support and thank all of you who are cheerful and faithful and especially those who are regular supporters. Thank you so much for that. And thank you to everyone who is part of our greater community and congregation through um, our podcast, through our live stream on Facebook and YouTube. We appreciate you. And we thank everyone who is participating, even from foreign countries, who is standing with us financially. If you want to stand with us through a generous contribution, you can go to our webpage, bethisraelnow.com giving for all the information about our online giving platforms, giving fire and PayPal, our mailing address for checks and for your bank bill pay services. And I want to thank everyone who has been participating with our end-of-year special contributions to help us finish strong. That was great. We did finish strong. And some of you have started 
uh, making special contributions at the beginning of the year, and I think that's incredible. So thank you for that initiative that we would continue strong and start the year 2024 with, with abundance. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for watching over us. We thank you for taking care of us. And we want to be a blessing to you and to others. And so we ask, Lord, that you would pour out your prosperity among all who are generous and faithful, cheerful in giving with integrity and with gratitude as an act of worship. Lord, we lift up those who need work. We lift up those who need clients, we need, who need even a career change. And we pray that you would guide them in level paths and that they would receive your blessing as you guide them forward in Yeshua's name. Amen. Ushers, you can receive the tithes and the offerings. Oh, you know, I'm continuing with my experiment. I'm building new skills. Paper, which I love. Computer, which I tolerate. I'm actually learning to use my computer for my speaking notes for, uh, for these times. And uh, it's an experiment, and so far I'm happy with it. I was able to speak to the rabbis, the Rebetzin and other Messianic leaders at the IAMCS Rabbis Conference this past week in Orlando, Florida. It was a fantastic time, and I know many of you we're praying for me. I spoke on Wednesday, and I had uh, a message. It was called Raising Up Shepherds for the Next Generation. And the Lord had filled me with such encouragement and that, that I came there encouraged. And then when I was there, step by step, he encouraged me even more. And I brought that encouragement, and I brought the sense of joy and hope and confidence about what God is doing and what he says he, he will do. And also that confidence that comes when you focus not on what you must do, but on what he has done and what he will do. Of course, we all have responsibilities, but there are times when we neglect what God is going to take initiative for and what he says he will do, and then we bear an uh, an inordinate weight and burden on our shoulders and on our hearts and our minds. And we were really not designed for that. We were designed to cast our burdens upon him through prayer and trust. And so I was able to bring a, a word of encouragement that was effective, I think, in encouraging many and it caused the MC for the morning, Rabbi Joel Lieberman, after my message to say he was gonna rename me and start calling me Rabbi Barnabas because it was so encouraging and he was encouraged. So I did that using my computer, not my paper notes. And that was an experiment to see if I could. 
And uh, I'm continuing in the experiment. Thank you for bearing with me. Sometimes I like to take you behind the scenes, behind the curtain, let you see some things. Before we begin our Torah study, let's pray together. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. I want to talk to you for just a few minutes about breakthroughs. And I, I've entitled this message very simply, Breakthroughs 2024. And I want to speak in several directions about breakthroughs, but it's a pretty straightforward message that I want to bring to you. So I, I really am praying that your hearts will be open and that your minds will be open because I think the Lord wants to empower you to be someone who can bring breakthroughs to others and who can also receive breakthroughs. Some of you are really focused and you need breakthroughs in your life, and so take heart. The Lord wants to give you some breakthroughs. And some of you also want to be an instrument of God's mercy and His provision that benefits other people. And so you want to be able to be useful to the Lord to bring breakthroughs for others. Some breakthroughs require both spiritual discernment and a heart of sacrifice. And so that's giving direction to my own prayers so that we can have both. God can use you for a breakthrough when you have discernment he can use you for a breakthrough when you're ready to sacrifice for other people. That sacrificial love is what Yeshua was referring to when he taught this. No one shows greater love than when he lays down his life for his friends. That's in John chapter 15, verse 13. Yeshua spoke about this theme often in John 10, verse 11. He said, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And then in Luke 12, 4, he says, I tell you, my friends, don't be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more. So as we begin this year, we want to move forward with more breakthroughs, more progress, more blessings. We want to use the first 40 days of 2024 to move forward in our breakthroughs, and we also want to be used for other people's breakthroughs. And I want to tell you something. It's, it's going to be a theme for the next month or so, maybe even more. But there is a greater need for all of us together to have a presence, to have a voice, to have something to say on behalf of Israel right now in every area that we have influence, especially in social media. Some people have been reluctant to do that because of fear of response and what's going to happen. And I'll tell you what will happen when you stand up for Israel, when you stand up for the Jewish people, you will get hateful responses awful responses, and don't engage them, delete them, or hide them, or block them, but don't respond because the algorithm on social media 
will take your response as a stimulus to send you more of whatever it is that got that out of you. And so it will promote you to people who will actively and aggressively respond to you in the negative. One of the ways you can minimize that is just by deleting such people and not responding. It's a hard thing to do because all of us like to reply, especially when it gets kind of nasty or stupid. And it, it's both. So you have to be prepared for this. And I say that with some experience because, you know, we, we put out these Happy Hanukkah pictures, series of pictures uh, from Hanukkah pictures that you all sent and that we gathered together. And they were shown to some 400,000 people. And we got, we got several thousand really ugly, really ugly responses. And I woke up this morning and I thought it was over. And guess what? It's not. And even saying Happy New Year, if you are a person who is supporting Israel, saying Happy New Year will trigger those who are the enemies of Israel to respond. So I took notice of that. We've heard from people in Israel, people associated with the IDF, people associated with different ministries and activities, that Hamas is actually winning the social media war right now. And so we need to step up and do more. Well, I hope that didn't discourage you too much. It just means we've got to be strong. Like Michelle said, Am Yisrael Chai. We've got to take a stand. I'm, I've got on a uh, blue square against Jewish hate because that's another front. You know, we're fighting the battle on several fronts. You've got the, the Gaza battle, the Hamas battle, you've got the Free Palestine battle, you've got the legitimacy of Israel battle, you've got the anti-Zionism battle, you've got the anti-Semitism battle, you've got it overseas, you've got it on college campuses, you've got it in Jacksonville. It's, it's rising up, we've gotta be strong and have something to say. Okay, back to Torah. I want to encourage you from Shemot, Exodus, with the example of a woman who God used for great breakthroughs because she had discernment and she had a heart that was ready to sacrifice for other people. This woman especially caught my attention. Little is actually spoken about her in the scriptures, but great breakthroughs happened because of her. And without her, all of Israel's history would be different. In fact, all of our history would be different. And who was she? She was the daughter of Pharaoh. And many of you know the story that Pharaoh, her father, the king of Egypt, despised the children of Israel, and he saw the children of Israel as a threat to his nation. He made a terrible decision and ordered the death of newborn Jewish boys. But Pharaoh's daughter had a different spirit, and God used her powerfully. 
And I think this is a good reminder for all of us not to blame people groups as if they're all the same. They're not. There are people with courage and faith and strength and and good hearts. And so this is a powerful teaching in the Scriptures that we should not think that all the Egyptians wanted to see the Jewish people destroyed. It wasn't true. So let me remind you about some familiar details of the story of Moses, that little Jewish boy who was born in Egypt during the time Pharaoh had ordered the death of Jewish baby boys. The boy's parents knew he was special, and they knew he could not survive long because of Pharaoh, but here's the thing, God had a plan. God had a plan that no one fully knew about except the Lord. His plan was to put this little Jewish baby inside a Pharaoh's family and his household and to use him later as an adult to lead the children of Israel. And so the baby's parents did what had to be agonizing and even unthinkable. They put their baby son in a waterproof basket. They set him afloat on the river in such a way that it would be near the very spot where Pharaoh's daughter would bathe in the river. I want you to pay attention to this, Mishpochah. God was at work. So the parents did something that is hard to explain under any other circumstance. Yet in this situation, God was already at work, and the Lord was preparing a breakthrough, and the breakthrough came through Pharaoh's daughter. Let's read from Exodus chapter 2, verse 6. When Pharaoh's daughter opened the basket, she saw the child, and behold, the baby was crying, and she had What does your translation say? What does your Bible say? She had what? Compassion. She had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. So she recognized it was a Jewish child, and that was the first aspect of her discernment. So think about discernment. It involves keen recognition of something important. And sometimes what's actually important is obvious, but we all have the ability to miss the obvious. She could have seen the basket. She could have ignored it. We all know how to turn our heads so that we don't see what we don't want to get involved in. She had compassion. Compassion rose up in her heart, and it's worth taking note of. It could have been hatred that rose up in her heart. That's what was in her father's heart. It could have been fear, because she was doing something that would get her in trouble or could get her in trouble. But what spoke louder than either of those, what silenced every other thought, it was compassion. She saw the child. She knew he was a Jewish baby. She knew the terrible situation that Jewish baby boys were facing because of her father. 
And she saw this little child as a human being needing protection and needing help. And she did something. This kind of compassion is more than a feeling or an emotion, but it is also an emotion. There's a lot of emotion involved, but it's more than pity. It's more than feeling sorry. Because some people look at a difficult situation that another one is in and they just feel bad. That doesn't necessarily change anything for anyone. So what did she do? She decided to spare the child and that meant she would have to sacrifice for him. Every parent sacrifices for their own children, but she became a foster parent, and she took responsibility for the baby's well-being, his care, and so forth. She did this knowing he was a Jewish child. She put herself at risk. I think you could compare it to a daughter of Hitler deciding to rescue a Jewish child during the Holocaust. So Pharaoh's daughter has discernment. She's ready to sacrifice. And in this way, Torah is teaching us about the humanity and the decency of Egyptians. So at that moment that Pharaoh's daughter makes the decision, Miriam, the baby's big sister, shows up and she boldly approaches Pharaoh's daughter. It's in Exodus 2-7, the very next verse. And she says, shall I go and call a wet nurse for you from the Hebrew woman so she may nurse the child for you? So Miriam has discernment too. She discerned the right time. And she was willing to sacrifice. She was willing to put herself at risk because it could have gone a very different way. She could have been killed. She could have been imprisoned, taken away. And in fact, both of these young women, one was Egyptian, one was Jewish, they both had discernment, and they both had a heart of sacrifice, and God used them for a breakthrough. And I want you to think about how it was a breakthrough. For sure it was a breakthrough for Moses. Can we agree on that? Because he lived. And just to survive a life-threatening moment is a breakthrough. It was a breakthrough as well for all of Israel and the whole world because God had chosen Moses to be the one who would lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of slavery at just the right time. And so his life is preserved and he's prepared. And of course, we know that it took a lot to prepare Moses and then he had to go out. He ended up leaving Egypt and was gone for another 40 years, and then he came back. He was 80 years old. He came back. Yet none of that would have been possible without these two women of discernment and sacrifice. Moses and Joseph, I think, are like bookends to a very important chapter of redemption. Joseph is used as the prime minister of Egypt to provide a great deliverance, a great rescue, a great salvation for the children of Israel. That's how God used Egypt also to be an instrument of mercy for Israel. And then 
Much later, Moses is used as a prince of Egypt to come back to Egypt after 40 years in exile and to provide a great deliverance, a great rescue, a great salvation for the children of Israel. So Joseph was used by God to preserve the children of Israel by bringing them to Egypt. And Moses was used by God to preserve the children of Israel by bringing them out of Egypt. Every breakthrough brings us to a new place where we have to take steps forward, and those steps forward often require discernment and sacrifice. We'll need discernment, and we will need a heart to sacrifice. We've been talking for quite a while about the power of blessing others, and we want to move forward in that. And we also want to move forward in blessing others by being instrumental in the breakthroughs that God wants to give to them. And we want to move forward in the breakthroughs God wants to give to us. We want to move forward as peacemakers, bringing God's shalom into troubled situations. How many of you have a heart to be a peacemaker? That's good. That's excellent. Blessed are the peacemakers. That's the good news. Here's the bad news. Peacemakers have to go into situations that are not peaceful. So you've got to have enough peace for all the trouble. We want to move forward. That's why we like to say Kadima. Kadima means forward. It also means charge. But it can also mean in, in Israel, it can mean here we go. Because there's a kind of adventure associated with breakthroughs and what God wants to do. Now, some people have, I, I know, because I've talked to a number of people about this word adventure, and some people have told me, I've had enough adventure already. Adventure has become like a, a dirty word. But I'm, I'm not meaning it in that way, I mean the adventure of faith, the adventure of discovery, the exciting and rewarding thrill of being used by God and seeing God at work in your life. Some people got breakthroughs recently and you're enjoying the full measure of the breakthrough right now. Anybody here experience any breakthrough? Just indicate, just wiggle something. A few of you. Okay, the rest of you don't have any breakthroughs yet. But I want to say congratulations to those of you who have had any breakthrough. I'm the kind of person that considers each step of a breakthrough to be worth thanking the Lord for and being expressive about. I'm not one of those superstitious people. You know, the they're afraid that, that if they say something about what's happened so far, that they will jinx, can I say it that way? They'll jinx what's, what's yet to be done. And I know that there are some things that you, you need to wait before you tell everybody. I, I get that. I'm, I'm not talking about not having any judgment about those things. But I'm saying that there are times when the step that God has already blessed is worth thanking the Lord for and worth telling some others about. Some people got breakthroughs 
you've received breakthroughs, but now there's work to be done. Some people have breakthroughs, but there's going to be a period of waiting and a period of preparation before the full measure of the breakthrough can be enjoyed. I'll give an example. There are women who want to get pregnant, and you can understand this, conception was a breakthrough. But here's the truth, the pregnancy will still take you nine months, right? And so you still got to go through the nine months. And then there is labor and the joy of childbirth. And then the fun really begins with a little sleep and a little rest for the next few years and decades of effort raising the child. Now, there are some others here who have already received breakthroughs, but you don't know it yet. You called out to God and he has answered you, but you've not heard the answer in your spirit. Your eyes may not yet recognize what has happened, or you may not have all the information yet. And so I want to encourage you, be alert, and start thanking the Lord even before you have everything. When you know that you are on the side of the Lord about the breakthrough that you're asking for. In other words, you're not asking for a breakthrough that he doesn't want to give. You're asking for a breakthrough that he does want to give. When you know you're on that side, start thanking him and being very precise and specific about what you're thanking him for. Some of you have experienced breakthroughs like the one that's described in Isaiah 65, verse 24. Take note of this. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will answer. Or here's another translation. I will answer them before they even call to me. While they're still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. Or it could be like the breakthrough that's described by the angel who came to Daniel when he fasted for 21 days. It's in Daniel 10, verses 12 through 13. The angel continued, don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day. Now I'm going to ask you to repeat that with me. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the spiritual prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. And then Michael, one of the chief angels, came to help me because I was detained there with the spiritual prince over Persia. So there are times when God is already giving you the breakthrough, but there's a battle that has to be fought, sometimes in the heavenlies, sometimes in the spirit realm. And until that battle is complete, you won't know that an answer had already come. Have you ever had a situation where you found out that the answer had already come before you knew it. Anybody? 
I, I've had that experience. So let's have a little moment of honesty. I'll be the honest one. You can just, you can keep your story in suspense for a moment. But there have been times when I actually decided I should worry a bit and stirred myself up with worry. Does anybody know how to do that? I'm not really an expert at it. Some of you are really professionals. <laughs> but in this case, I was worrying. I, I knew of a need, I, I knew of a breakthrough that was required and we didn't have it, and so I was agonizing over it. On this particular occasion, I was worrying. And I felt the Holy Spirit said to me, haven't you learned anything? And I took that as a rhetorical question with an answer. The answer was, apparently not. Apparently I haven't. And so he reminded me that instead of worrying, I could use the things I was worried about, the details, to guide me in my prayers. And so I, instead of worrying and drawing in, I verbalized them to the Lord. I started expressing my concerns about this detail and that detail and this and that. And you know what? It turns out this is how you cast your anxieties upon the Lord. You express them to Him. And so as I was expressing them to him, I started getting new power, and I got delivered at that moment from all the worry that was in. Now, the interesting thing is the breakthrough had already begun. I just didn't know it. And when the breakthrough came, I had a moment of reckoning where I was saying, I remember deciding to worry for a while, and yet... I was worrying when the answer was already coming forward. So now, you don't, don't raise your hand, don't jump up and say, yes, me too. But if you've ever done anything like that, you know how vain and futile it is to worry like that. It's just a waste of everything. And there are times, anybody ever worry about money? Or need money. Has anybody ever need money? We all need money. And maybe you've had the experience where you knew you needed money and you were praying for money, but you had this period where you were worrying about it, and then you found out that a check was in the mail and that it was already there waiting for you. Anybody had that experience? A couple of you. So when someone says the check is in the mail, usually it means it's not. But there are times when God is actually sending provision and it's on the way and it will get to you. And so you don't have to necessarily worry. Well, I just want to encourage you to think about all these things and to, to remember you don't have to give in to fear and you don't have to just perceive the threats you can ask the Lord for discernment so that your eyes can see things from his point of view, and you can allow his 
sacrificial love to fill up your heart so that you can be willing to sacrifice for others. So with that in mind, let's just pray. Lord, we are asking for breakthroughs, and we're thanking you for breakthroughs. Thank you for giving us breakthroughs, and thank you for using us to bring breakthroughs to other people. Fill our hearts with compassion and courage and let our love grow strong and let our faith grow strong and let our hope grow strong and strengthen our willingness to sacrifice for your sake in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Would you please stand? We're going to close the service now. Don't forget to join us at the Shalom Center next door for the special Oneg. And for those of you who are participating on live stream, thanks so much for your words of encouragement. Keep them coming. They mean a lot to us. And thank you for your financial support. If you want to stand with us financially, you can go to our webpage, bethisraelnow.com giving for all of the information. We're going to close with Aaron's blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. So from Sandy and me and the whole Beth Israel Mishpochah, thanks for joining us today. Shabbat Shalom, everyone.